1: greetings and welcome to the Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. I'm Dina Marie and I want to help us encounter Christ during this Lenten season. We are moving right into the Lenten season, which begins, as you know, with Ash Wednesday and this opportunity Archbishop, for us to get those ashes on our forehead. One of the opportunities I think for mass where people come, and it's not even an obligation, <laughs> but I think it's a beautiful time for us to enter into this season. So as we get started with uh, entrance into the Lenten journey, would you lead us in prayer?
2: Yes, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Fathers, we enter into this period of Lent, this wonderful season of grace that you give us each year. Father, I just ask you to open our minds and our hearts to all that you want to give us during this time how you want to help us deepen in our love for you and for one another and to grow closer to you through our observance of these disciplines of Lent which prepare us for the celebration of your love poured out for us in your son Jesus in this Paschal mystery, his passion, death, and resurrection. Just ask you with your son Jesus now, Father, to send out the Holy Spirit upon our listeners so that you will stir up in them uh, graces of Renewal and repentance and prayer and love as we place this time in your hands. All this we ask through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceive without sin.
1: Pray for us who have recourse to thee. In
2: the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: I want to start with this collect prayer that we hear at the beginning of Ash Wednesday. And what I love about some of these, well, the the whole liturgy, wherever we are, Whatever church, no matter how big or how small, we're going to hear this prayer. And it's powerful. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service. And the prayer says, so that we take up battle against spiritual evils, that we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. We've got holy fasting. We've got a a campaign. It's an interesting word to use of Christian service. But we're going to battle evil like Jesus is battling the (laughs) devil in the desert for 40 days. And then the prayer is asking that we be armed with weapons of self-restraint. And I go, wow, we could just take that all Lent and kind of unpack that. You know the purpose of Lent. This purpose of a journey. We've got forty days. We've got six weeks. The color turns lavender, purple, violet, whatever. (laughs) It's penitential for a reason. Um, I hope so. We encounter Jesus.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, uh, you know. First of all, I'm I'm struck as you as quite honestly, I'm struck as you're reading uh, that prayer. Uh, Because I remember, you know, when when we had the new translation Mm. uh, of the uh, of the Roman Missal, right? Uh, The the prayer that used to be there in place uh, was so. I'm going to just say it. It was so lame compared to the this proper translation of the original Latin prayer. Mm. uh, Really uh, makes a profound difference. You know, the, the uh, you just read that prayer. Let me read you what, what the prayer used to be. Lord, protect us in our struggle against evil. As we begin the discipline of Lent, make this day holy by our self-denial. Eh, that's I'm, I'm sorry, that's pretty limp, <laughs> <laughs> you know, compared to what you just read. Yeah. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting holy this Christ. campaign of mm-hmm. Christian service so that as we take a battle... Against spiritual evils, we will be armed with weapons of self-restraint. I mean, that's that's a punch, yeah. And that's what we're about during this time of Lent, folks. We're in a spiritual battle,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and don't don't underestimate that. Yeah. We are we are in a we we listen. We've been in a spiritual warfare <laughs> ever since the fall of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Even though we've been redeemed and saved in Christ. Uh, and he's reconciled us and brought us a gift of salvation and the in the on the on the, the the hope of eternal life this is still a spiritual battle we have an enemy and he's out to he's out to dissuade us from being with God forever mm-hmm. and just just be aware of that i mean can can we just be aware of that much yeah that this is spiritual warfare. If you don't realize that we're in a spiritual warfare, and that we have an enemy, and that he is the enemy of God, he is the ancient enemy, Satan, the devil, Lucifer, whatever name you want to give him, and all of his his minions, all the demons that are in league with him, they're 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 prowling about the world, as we say in the in the uh, prayer to Saint Michael, seeking the ruin of souls. Um, and okay, maybe some of you are out there thinking, oh, that's just you know pious medieval talk. Well, let me tell you something. I, I've encountered evil uh, up close and personal. Let's put it that way. And I've been quite honestly, I'll just say I've encountered demons up close and personal. This stuff's real. Uh, and so we begin this period of Lent, not in fear. Mm-hmm. you know this't isn't this isn't, a, this isn't a battle that we should go into with fear. Or you know, with trepidation and 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 because the battles the the battles are being fought, but the war's already been won. <laughs> Jesus, you know, I, I've put it different ways. You know, I've heard people say, "Well, you know, the war has been won. We're just fighting the final battles." Uh, I've heard somebody say recently, "Yeah, the, the war has been won. These, these are kind of the mop-up operations. We're in the mop-up operations." Uh, but, but 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 you know don't underestimate uh, the enemy either, and and the, and the influence that he can have in our world and in our lives. So with great hope, mm-hmm. with great strength, with those with holy fasting, with the the spiritual weapons that that God gives us, we go forward with that com- campaign of Christian service. So it, it's all in there: prayer, yeah, service to the poor. You know that the campaign of Christian service. We, part of the way we do battle is through works of charity in caring for the needy and the vulnerable among us. That's, 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 that's actually spiritual warfare because uh, you know all injustice, all poverty, all suffering in the world is, is a result of the fall, which was orchestrated by the enemy. Uh, so when we do works of service, when we do works of charity, when we take care of the poor and the vulnerable, and the marginalized, and the lonely, and the sick, and the imprisoned, and you name it—we are actually doing battle against the enemy. He hates it, uh, and because it's love, it's love, and and he's a, he's opposed to everything that is love, because he is opposed to God, who is love. So everywhere he sees love, he sees God, and 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 he turns away. Uh, so you know, this is this is part of the spiritual battle too, right?
1: We have the 40 days. We have it mentioned in Scripture. In fact, in the Mark version, which we get, there's only like a sentence or two. Jesus is led into the desert by the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. uh, to battle Satan. There's wild beasts and there's ministering angels. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty short description from, from Mark's gospel. But we do get there's this dialogue um, between Christ and the evil mm-hmm. and Satan himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What do we learn from that? What can we learn about our own battle?
2: Well, I think that Jesus, you know, I think it's important to note that Jesus does not exempt himself in his humanity mm-hmm. from the temptations that we all suffer. Yeah, You know, I think this is really this is this is this is what is so amazing about God's love for us. Uh, in pouring himself out to us uh, in, in Jesus Christ. The eternal Son of God, the one who is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, the one who is from all eternity, the eternal Son, the eternal Word, the, the second person of the Holy Trinity, takes on flesh, the, the, the stuff of human nature. He takes it on, and he takes it on in its fullness. and He doesn't exempt himself from this. He, he, he goes out into the desert for 40 days of fasting in the desert, to be tempted, to encounter the tempter, to encounter the enemy, and overcomes the temptations. You know, uh, Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ, St. Paul tells us that he became like us in everything but sin, you know, and he experienced everything we experience but sin, including temptation. It's, and it's part of that mystery mm-hmm. of who God is, of who I mean, who Jesus is, who is who who Jesus Christ is, as both God and man, fully and truly and totally divine and yet truly and fully human. And uh, in, in this in this in this union of of the humanity and the divinity, is this great mystery of, of how can God be tempted? <laughs> you know, well, how can God die? And yet God dies on the cross because a person died on the cross. Not just a body. A, a, it's not just a body that dies. A person dies. And, and the person that died on the cross was the eternal Son of God. And, and so, so God is tempted uh, in, in, in the humanity, as he assumed, and united to his divinity. Jesus Christ is truly tempted in, 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 the, in the desert. And he overcomes those temptations. The temptations to glory. The temptations to comfort. The temptations to uh, omnipotence you know, uh, that, that the devil promises him. It's, it's hilarious because the devil is promising him things that he already has, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but he's tempting them in his humanity. Mm-hmm. He's tempting him in that humanity, in the human condition, uh, which is so mysterious. It's so wonderful. But uh, Jesus does this for us, to, to, to demonstrate for us how to overcome the enemy, how to overcome temptation, how to be perfected, uh, and that we can do it. As, as, as he sets the example for us it's it's a, it's a marvelous uh, to me image of, of 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 jesus encountering in the desert for us on our behalf the enemy to show us the way to chart the way for us right
1: right we have in that our father prayer lead us not into temptation Jesus is led into temptation. We're led into temptation. Yeah. All you have to do is open up your phone.
2: <laughs> no I'm mean, kidding.
1: You know, and walk outside the door, and, and we're led to temptation, to mm-hmm. sin uh, in so many different ways. In this season of Lent, you know, what are some, some tactics? Some, because, boy, it continues whether we're a, a young person, middle it doesn't matter what age we are, what vocation. We still have those temptations, mm-hmm. and we're trying to develop something to help. You
2: yeah, know, I think I think for me, I, I'm, I'm kind of coming to some deeper after after all these years, uh, kind of some deeper reflections on 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 the coming of of the Son of God among us in in Jesus Christ, and especially as it, I mean, he comes he comes God comes the Son of God comes born of the Virgin Mary for one purpose to reconcile us, to the Father, to bring us. He's on a mission of mercy. It's a rescue mission of mercy. God comes to our aid. God comes to our rescue. You know, we have offended God, and yet it's God himself who comes to save us, who rescues us. He rescues us from ourselves. He rescues us from our sin. He rescues us from from sin and death. He comes to heal. And I, I think this is the deeper realization that I've come to is that, uh, and, and Pope Ben, I wish I could have the quote in front of me right now, but Pope Benedict somewhere said that all of the ministry of Jesus is in one way or another about healing. And I think people need healing. And yes, you, maybe we need the healing from our sinfulness, and Jesus certainly comes to save us from our sin and to heal our sins, uh, and, and that, and, and that's ultimately, you know, what what we're saved from sin and death. But there's deeper wounds in us, and Jesus comes to heal those wounds, the wounds that are not of our making, maybe even things that we've experienced in life, things that we've experienced even in our childhood, or and we're not even maybe aware of them and how they impact us and affect us. But I tell you, in in recent years, I've become more and more aware, not only in my own life. How the own the wounds that I've received and experienced in life, the scars that I carry, affect me, and 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 sometimes lead me into temptations. Um, but you know we're all kind of the walking wounded sometimes, <laughs> you know. And but Jesus, that's what Jesus comes to do. He comes to heal. We we get that tremendous uh, prophecy from Isaiah in, during Lent. You know, it was it was our sufferings. He endured, you know, and, and by his wounds, we have been healed. We have been healed by his wounds. So ultimately, yes, it's about being healed of our sinfulness and reconciled to God and, and being given the gift of new life in, 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 in his son Jesus. But it's also about the deeper healings, I think, that we need. And so as we go into this Lenten time, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that God in his wonderful love and mercy for us, will heal deeper wounds in so many of us. So many of us feel lost. So many of us feel insignificant, maybe uh, kind of going through life with not much of a sense of purpose. Uh, And, you know, quite honestly, we may be there every Sunday in the pew, but on some level we're still, you know, wondering why, (laughs) you know, and, and what is this really all about? and i think it's it's important that we realize what this is all about is is that you know when we talked about earlier uh, a year or more ago 2 years ago i know maybe well i guess about a year and a half ago when we talked about the kerygma you know we were really talking a lot about the the proclamation of the good news in the archdiocese that we have been created by a loving god in goodness and love we were captured by an enemy that is satan god's enemy and ours but we've been rescued in Christ Jesus. He's come to rescue and heal us. And now it's our response to that. And during this time of Lent, we use, for, for, for our spiritual transformation, we use those, I, the, I'm sorry, it's just the traditional three pillars mm-hmm. of the Lenten observance. Prayer, fasting, and works of mercy. Prayer. My dear brothers and sisters, God desires an intimate relationship with us. The God of the universe, the God of omnipotence, the God of all creation, the God who has always been, who has no beginning and will have no end, the eternal one who is true and perfect goodness and and intelligence, uh, the one who fashioned everything we see, the, the master of the universe, the Lord of the universe, desires a personal intimate relationship with you, with you listener, God desires a deep, personal, profound relationship with you. He has revealed himself to us as Father. That means something. That means, that tells us who we are. We are his beloved daughters and sons. His, his revelation to us as Father Says as much about who we are as it says about who he is. His revealing himself to us as Father reveals to us who we are, and our true identity, and his love for us, his desire for an intimacy with us. This happens in prayer. We've got to pray, people. Pray, 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 and not just rote prayers, not just the memorized prayers, not just the ritualized devotional prayers. Prayer from the heart. Invite God in to transform your life. Jesus changes everything, I keep saying. Let him change your life. Open your heart to him. Fasting, works of penance, discipline. This this, this shapes and forms our will. When we can deny ourselves even the good things, you know, I mean, I there's certain things I will deny myself during Lent, right? Things that I love and enjoy. Things that are good. You know, they're not bad things, they're, they're good things. You know that, that uh, strawberry rhubarb pie is something wonderful and good, but I'm going to deny myself that <laughs> because it'll strengthen my will to deny myself the things that are not good. So I think people need to understand that 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 whole business of fasting, doing penance, is actually a, a kind of a, a exercise of the will. It's strengthening the will. You know, I'm a gym guy. I go to the gym. I like to work out. Okay, because I want my body to be fit and I want my body to be strong. Well, okay, in order to do that, I need to discipline myself. I need to do the things that, that are hard. All right? Uh, you know, I don't relish some of those exercises. I hate leg day. <laughs> <laughs> but I do them because I know it's going to strengthen my body. Well... We do these things spiritually because it strengthens our will, it strengthens our mind, it strengthens our heart, it strengthens our ability to do to and choose the good. It's exercising the will, strengthening it. And then finally, the works of mercy. And we and he said, he said that earlier. That's part of the spiritual battle, to let go of our own selfishness and our self-absorption. And it's all about me. No, it's not all about me. It really is not all about me. It's about God and His love for all of us and His children and those that are in need among us. And, and my reaching out in to the poor, to the homeless, to the hungry, to the thirsty, to the naked, to the to the to the sick, to the imprisoned, the abandoned, the lost, the lonely, the mentally ill. Whatever it is, when we minister to the least of these brethren, as Jesus says, we we do it for Him.
1: Yeah. Well, in the prayer that we opened up with talked about holy fasting, and I think you're just really breaking that open because there is a lot of, well, what does that mean? Is it only about food when I'm <laughs> talking about fasting because we think about bread and water for 40 days? But there is this sense like you're talking about the will, and I think we need to learn a little bit more. How do I do that? And Can I do that by myself, or is it better? When you talk about going to the gym, usually there's an accountability. You might have a coach. You might yeah. have a team. Uh, you've got somebody to work with so I know... Uh, if I miss a day or oh, yeah. to have some sort of, <laughs> yeah, go to this, <laughs> no to say, I haven't seen
2: you here for a while, <laughs> Archbishop, so you know? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. To do that holy fasting, I, I think, do we need each other? How do we work with
2: one? Well, another? we need to encourage one another. And I think we need to, I, I, here's what I, something I would suggest in terms of holy fasting. Okay, because yeah, you do, you do tend to focus on maybe a food and beverage that that you fast from, right? You know, and I do some of that too. But there's other things I will deny myself too, uh, and I'm gonna challenge. I'll make a challenge. Fast from the media. Fast from media, and I, 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 broad term. Fast from social media. Fast from YouTube, except. My YouTube channel.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> or if you're going to be on YouTube or social media, be going places that are going to build you up and that are spiritual and that are helpful and that are encouraging and that will instruct you, inform you, and help you in your spiritual and prayer life. Do good things. You know, don't sit there and mindlessly scroll through, you know, the YouTube shorts, you know, just for entertainment purposes because mm-hmm. they just waste so much time with this stuff. Uh, television media. Because if we can, if we can, because this is, a th- I think this is the thing that that people are kind of addicted to today, you know. And, and so, if we can fast from these things, what does that do? Well, first of all, it helps us be more present to each other. You know, and I think that's part of what you were getting at too. Is we need each other to help us on the spiritual journey. You know, a lot of people do, like a lot of men do, this Exodus ninety thing during during Lent or at other times of the year too. And I, I think there's a version for women as, mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. right? What's beautiful about it is it's, it's, it's a bunch of guys or a bunch of women doing this together. Right. We're doing this together. We're going to challenge each other. We're going we're to compete with each other maybe even uh, through this time. We're going to hold each other accountable through this time. There's something beautiful about that. There's something uh, just really communal and, and, and for men brotherly about that and sisterly, I'm sure, for the women that would do something like that together. So first of all, it connects us. gives us more time to connect with each other in a real way, not in a virtual way. And secondly, it, it quiets us. And, and, and disposes us for prayer. I'm sorry, folks. You can't have deep prayer if the rest of your time in life is just filled with noise. Because it's hard to be quiet. You know, I, I, people are, you know, I, I know people who are, they, they've got to have something on all the time around them. You know, the radio's got to be going. The TV's got to be on. They can't stand the silence. They can't stand, quite honestly, be left alone just with their own thoughts. You know, and I think about that sometimes, and I, I find that very perplexing. I mean, I get up in the morning, and I get up early. I'm an early riser. I get up in the morning, and while I'm making my coffee, I turn the news on, the local news, just to make sure nothing has happened overnight that I should know about and that I should at least be praying about. And quite honestly, I check and see what the weather is going to be like. The TV goes off. And I'll, I'll spend, I don't know how many hours in the morning before I even come into the office, and there's no noise. I, mean, I have my holy hour, I have my prayer time. I have mass if I don't have mass somewhere else. But all the while, even just getting walking around, getting ready for work, straightening things up, and everything, silence, and just. But I find myself talking to God in that time, thinking, reflecting, meditating, even. So we need quiet in order to pray, in order to connect more deeply with each other. So I, I'm going to really challenge us all, mm-hmm. myself included, to to. Set aside the social media stuff, other kinds of media uh, to a large extent, and to to make yourself more available for God to to enter in.
1: Yeah. I think the challenge for all of us is to take that silence into the church. When we're going for mass, you're going for Stations of the Cross on Friday, maybe there's a special gathering. I hope during the time of Lent, be silent. Mm Mm-hmm. Be silent in God. those times of worship when we were coming yeah. face God, to face with God. Christ.
2: If so I can just piggyback on that and just make a plea, you know, for a time there was this kind of trend to uh, the church become a very social, busy place before mass. I'm going to challenge people to stop that. Like, it, like it be, let I know I sound nostalgic. Let it be like it used to be. You'd come through the door of the church, and there was a there was a silence that just came over the space because it was it was a place where we encounter God and and god can speak to us in that silence there's plenty of time outside of the building mm-hmm. in the vestibule or hall or whatever to visit in that let this be a place of prayer and connecting more deeply with god and yes with one another
1: yeah absolutely let's uh, rend our hearts let's rend our hearts yes. this season of lent and with that will you help us with your yes. final blessing I wish you
2: all a very blessed lent and may the blessing of almighty god the father the son and the holy spirit come down upon all of you your families your loved ones today during lent and always amen
1: amen and as always we want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the voice of the shepherd we invite you to join us again next week for archbishop alexander sample i'm dina marie until our next encounter may god bless you
0: You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app.